Welcome, everybody, to the Patty G Show. I am your host, Patty G, here with Dan at Bayou Apparel. Is it Bayou Apparel Graphics or just Bayou Apparel? Bayou Apparel. Bayou Apparel. We have recently opened a, another division to the company, BP, Bayou Promotions. Okay. Which my son's helping me have out. Good deal. So what is, what's Bayou Apparel? Bayou Apparel uh, was started in 04. And basically, we started as a college apparel company. I was licensed with, and still am, with uh, Louisiana State University being our biggest uh, licensee. And and then we were licensed with all the schools in Louisiana, you know, Raging Cajun, ULL, Tulane, McNeese State, uh, Northwestern State, uh, ULM, La Tech, McNeese State, um, you know, and doing products at the, for the retail market is, is what we you know, we're doing for a long time. That was what I started out doing in my career in college apparel. We're selling to the bookstores, to sports stores, uh, you know, academy sports and outdoors. Uh, years ago, when I first got into business, the department stores were big on the college. Of course, mm-hmm. that was before academy, before a lot of your sporting goods stores. So, uh, J.C. Penney was a big one. Really? Yes. Early to mid-90s, they, they were the player when it came to college apparel. Okay, so that was like the place to go. I mean, now yes. everybody would go to Academy, you know, Dick Sporting Goods, stuff like that. Around. Okay. So your JCPenney's, that was your target, I guess. Yeah, they were big, uh, you know, national account, um, regional. You know, we were, I started out in Florida with a company. Okay. About 40 miles um, south of Gainesville. So, it, you know. Gators, kind of like I am with LSU. Right. This company was to the Gators. Okay. So what's what's your backstory? How did we get to buy your apparel? You said you were in Florida. Yeah, I, I stayed uh, stayed with that company and uh, became a national sales manager for a company out of Kansas. Okay. But I didn't move. I stayed. You know, I stayed in Florida and uh, traveled to Louisiana a lot. You know, this was a big state for me because I was born here. You know, we had family. You know, childhood friends, and I'm the youngest of eight, so we had a lot of people already settled, a lot older than me, that were friends of uh, older siblings in the family, you know, older brothers, older sisters, parents, you know, my godparents were here, so mm-hmm. it was easy for me to come over, you know, and, and, and just feel at home. Right, it made made just made sense Yes, to bring it back here, but so did you go straight into Bayou Apparel when you got here? Was there a transition phase? Transition, I started... Uh, I with the company out of Kansas, right? And they they had the uh, LSU license, so it worked out good. I actually started in June of two thousand, right before the College World Series. Okay, June and, of two thousand. Yes, yeah, so we did um, we did hats and shirts for the championship, and Skip won his last game in two thousand. Okay, which was a just phenomenal. I mean. Unbelievable. Matter of fact, I was on uh, LinkedIn with uh, Jeremy Witten, one of the players from 2000. Uh, okay. Earlier today, yeah, reminiscing about that, uh, you know, the 2000 series and the, just unbelievable back then. You know, the way they did things, the way Skip would bring the guys back, and they would go to the stadium and have a quote unquote celebration, mm-hmm. and um, it was amazing. You know, the people that would come out for that. And that's when athletics own their own store. You know, now they lease it out to uh, fanatics. But athletics would sell shirts and hats right there at the stadium. I mean, 
everybody was there. Yeah, I mean, you had pop-up yeah. shops. You had it almost was like a, yeah, a trade show with apparel supplies and everything. Yeah, and they, you know, they were there, and it was a bunch. You know, there was a J.C. Penney's, um, you know, a few department stores around. I don't even know if Belk was in Louisiana at that point. Penney's was in, but you know, you didn't have all your stores that that you do. You know, nowadays, uh, some Tiger effect. Right. So it was a, you know, it was a big, it was a win-win. You win the game, and you, you win in sales. So yeah. It was, it was really nice back then. So. so you were able to get with get with them, and you worked for them, or you bought into the company. What was that? We, How'd that we, work uh, out? I was a national sales manager. I still did a lot in Florida. Mm -hmm. I was in the Carolinas. Uh, you know, just anywhere they needed me. Flew out to Kansas frequently, but uh, my main main focus was the SEC. You know, because that's where, you know, football was king back then. And basketball, you know, you had Kentucky was playing well. At, you know, even in the mid-90s, Carolina, which was South Carolina, was good, as well as uh, Ole Miss had a good basketball team in those days. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot going on in the SEC. Yeah. So and then you made the shift to Bayou Apparel, as you... Yeah, in, in 04, we, I did. Um uh, we went through some hot markets. That that was a big thing with uh, making the move to the company in Kansas because they yeah. had a what they call an NCAA hot market events license. Okay. Which gave them there was only about four of them in the country. You know, at that point that had it. This was before Nike or any of these guys got into this stuff. Right. You know, especially in the mid nineties, nobody nobody really knew the value of it. Mm -hmm. The College World Series was you know maybe two companies would do something and what you want. Okay. You know, you have to build it. You have to, you know, show people what's there. And then, just human nature, everybody wants it. Naturally. <laughs> so, so. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, we did that, and we, we got into some great hot markets. And obviously, you know, starting with Skip 1 in 2000, you know, we're June 2000. Uh, you know, Nick Saban's here, came from uh, Michigan State. We had a bowl game. I think we went to the... Peach Bowl that year, but that was big. You know, it was, a, it was a nice shot for the business in December for you know the LSU business. Yeah. And then here you come, you know, around 2001, and uh, everybody and their brother in December is thinking that uh, Tennessee is going to run away with the SEC championship game. I think it was more Rose was on the ground at, uh, after that game in Atlanta, but uh, you know we shocked them, we beat them. And uh, won the SEC in football. It just you know phenomenal sales. And then you had that you know that whole month before you went to the uh, Sugar Bowl, and you got to play in the backyard. Yeah, played Illinois that year. They, they had uh, I think they had Kitman as the quarterback then. Okay. So you know it was a big deal. And then they just you know they they lit it up down the dome, and that was just just great business. You know you're doing it right here in your backyard. It, it really meant a lot. And O two was. You know, it was decent. Um, then you win the championship in 03. It's unheard of. I mean, just these sales are going crazy. Yeah. And uh, now you're starting to get companies that see you know, some locals and some mid majors that are in different parts of the country that are thinking, man, we want a piece of this too. We need to get in this national championship business and, you know, the hot market business. So, um, you know, in 04, it was, there was a lot going on with the company in Kansas. So, that talked with LSU and, and um, they said, yeah, let's, if you want to make that move, do it, you know, get your own license. And um, 
So that's what we did. And that's when we started, you know, and here we come into just a few short years later. We got 07, we have the national championship. And, yeah. And it really wasn't any difference. Mm -hmm. The only difference was it was my label and the shirt as opposed to the company in Kansas because we did everything the same. Uh, you know, when the company in Kansas didn't come down here, we did 90% of the printing here. With uh, you know, I have some contractors in New Orleans, which I still use. You know, we had to use them for in '07. We had to use them in '11 when we played Bama. We had to use them uh, last year for the championship, the SEC, the Heisman Trophy. You know, we um, so we you know we keep a good relationship with a lot of those guys because you know there are certain times even though we're geared up to print thousands of shirts mm -hmm. an hour, you know, you can't fill the demand. Yeah, I mean, especially with the national championship, I'm sure it just blew up overnight, and you've got to have shirts ready. So within that, in 04, you've got the license, you've made that connection with LSU, now you're able to open your own business. Were you ever involved with the back end with the company in Kansas, or were you mostly just in sales? Like, did you have any knowledge of how to screen print, how to embroider? Well, I, you know, just from being working in a screen printing shop at a young age, you know, just the that part of it, just, you know, the whole idea of it. But no, I didn't get involved in any of the day-to-day uh, -day in Kansas. Uh, we did, well, most of it was done here anyway with contractors. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd spend a lot of time on the machines at night helping where I could because I was I was always around during the hot market. You mm -hmm. know, that was one of the things I like to be, you know, hands-on, make sure things are, are getting done. And um, so I was there, you know, around the clock. Yeah. And helping deliver, do whatever we had to do to keep these stores with merchandise. You know, that's that's the key to it. You know, if they don't have it to sell. You're not making money. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, the supply and demand. And there was a lot of uh, demand, so you had to, had to keep the supply going. Yeah, and I guess that's a good kind of... When you're getting into this, you know, the apparel business or the screen printing business, having the relationships with the people that are already in the business, that they have the capacity, they have the machinery, they have the equipment, you can still use them while you're still trying to get your brand off the ground, trying to get your products out there, and then you can make the shift to buying your own equipment, bringing everything in-house. So what was that decision like when you knew it was time to do it? Uh, it was, you know, it was really a no-brainer. It, you know, it was something I wanted to do for sure. And and there were some things that, uh, you know, they were making some changes in Kansas that I really didn't like. And, and some different um, distribution channels that they wanted to go into that I didn't like. You know, there's certain things we had, uh, you know, in the state of Louisiana, back, back in that day, you had in uh, Metairie was Tiger Gifts, owned by uh, Grace Banks and her husband Mark and they, their daughter Sue came in into the picture as well in like, the late 90s, maybe, maybe 2000. But they were, they were big. And I'll just take you back to 19, it might have been 96 or 97 when I did, with a company in Florida, we did the actual shirt that the LSU team was going to wear for when they got home from Omaha. Okay. And Gail Seafield was running the athletic department at LSU back then, uh, the sales and everything at the, the store. So he was in charge of getting everything together and buying for the actual celebration. And they had a one-week window where no one else could have that shirt. 
and that, that was common back then. You know, you take the sales right. They could buy anything else, mm -hmm. but not that shirt the players were going to wear. So, and, so and this was a shirt the players get when they return, yes, like get off the plane get off the or, the or the bus, plane, whatever it was. Come from the tarmac to the stadium. Okay. But there was only one customer that he would let have it, and that was Tiger Jets and Metter, because they were one of the oldest. You know, that's that's how far back they go. So you got to take care of them. Uh, you also had Tiger Mania up here in Baton Rouge, uh, Ken Roberts and Alan Wallace. That uh, they did a good job. You know, they had really nice stores, and you know you had you had these guys 365 days a year. wasn't wasn't like they were just buying some hot market from you or whatever. They they supported you all year long. So back to you know end of '03 when or beginning of '04 when when the company in Kansas wanted to, wanted to take on some new distribution channels. It really would have uh, would have been a conflict, right? With what we were doing, with with what got us to where we were, I should say. Mm. So that was, uh, you know, I approached LSU. We had a long talk, and they agreed. You know, at that time in licensing, they they agreed. They said, "Yeah, that's you. You got the right idea. You got to take care. You know, that's your bread and butter." Right. And so I made the move, and it, you know, worked out great. You know, we did. Um, 04 was a good year. 05 was a good year. 06 was a good year. 07 was phenomenal. Yeah, I think yeah. I guess it's every year that. You know, your big client, LSU, you know, whenever they have a great year, you're going to have a good year. Yeah. But obviously that doesn't always happen, unfortunately, no, looking no, at, the, at the 2020 season. No. Um, it's rebuilding year, rebuilding year, right? Yes, that's, what we, that's what we say. Yeah. But so you've got, you've got years where LSU is up, it's hyped, and everybody wants the latest LSU gear, the latest LSU products. But there are some years that it kind of, I wouldn't say disappears, but it slacks off a little bit. So how do you, yeah. what type of moves did you have to make with the company to make sure you have something in place for those years? Well, you know, like I said before, we've got all, of, all the uh, universities in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do, we do a phenomenal business over at the uh, ULL bookstore. Okay. We've got um, probably a, a bigger percentage of the t-shirts in that store than Adidas, who is an online uh, provider. Wow, we've got, we've got a great presence over there, and, so, and we're probably we, we you know running trucks over there probably once every two weeks, several times a month. Okay, you know with product. That's, yeah, that's I mean truck. I mean and truckloads of product. I mean you're talking about a box truck. How many how many boxes or shirts can you fit within one truck? Yeah, sixty. You know, sixty boxes, seventy two shirts in a box. So you know, you, thousands. Okay. So. So that, and, and we have, you know, the bookstore chains we do, you know, with Barnes & Noble uh, Bookstore, they have the LSU Bookstore, they've got Tulane, they've got, we do Mississippi State, really, they also have Southern Miss, we do some Southern Miss uh, product. Okay, so and you're expanding do, outside of yeah, just we, LSU. we've had those, actually we had more than that, you know, we had Alabama, we had uh, some of the South Carolina, Virginia Tech, you know, some of the big boys, but there was some... There was some shakeup in licensing, and you know, we we certainly understood what what the licensing program was trying to get to, and um, you know, moving some people around, taking taking us out of sub markets, but also at the same time, they were they were taking other companies out of the LSU market. So I mean, it worked out, you know, it worked out good for us. Yeah, but we do uh, 
you know, we do corporate apparel. We never really marketed corporate apparel. We just did it for mostly contacts who knew us from doing LSU products. So we did their company's product. And, um, you know, recently we've just launched uh, BP by U Promotions, and that's a promotional products, uh, corporate apparel. Okay. So, and we've, we've got a new division that we've hired. My son's taken over with the sales and that. And then I've got several key players that came in in art and uh, development. So. Right. Cause I mean, with, within your apparel companies, you can't just have somebody working on licensing and working on sales. You've got to actually have artists. Oh yeah. I mean, you got to have graphic we've designers always, that are designing all these shirts. I mean, what does your graphic designer team look like? How many people y'all run in? We have two full time. Okay. Uh, and that's, you know, every day of the week they're here. That's uh, just building uh, different graphics. Um, because you never know, you know, what, what are they going to like this year? What are they going to like for basketball? What are they going to like for baseball? We have to have everything designed, approved by the licensing company, approved by LSU, sent back to us, you know, put on sheets and then sent to the buyers to, to see if that's something they, they want to buy. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of labor, a lot of behind the scenes things that go into just getting it ready. Right. And sometimes, you know, you, they don't want it. So you do all that work and they don't want it. And we do hot market. You know, we have uh, victory shirts ready for all these different schools. Any scenario, you know, that could be, that could potentially be a big hot market run. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know. So, I mean, are you like printing these shirts or are you just no, getting the designs ready? Right? Okay. Uh, you know, everything approved because, uh, you know, you got to be ready to go Saturday night. Yeah. So like for wait till Monday and do it. So like for the national championship this year, or I guess yeah, this year in twenty twenty. Gosh, it's been that long of a year. I forgot it happened yeah. this year. What what was y'all's timeline? Like when well, did, when were y'all ready? When did y'all when did y'all know? That like was easy. You know, national championship is easy to get prepared for because you know it's going to happen. You know, once you, I I started preparing after Texas after I saw. Joe Burrow on that field at Texas. Mm -hmm. I knew right away we had some third and Yeah, I've never seen LSU get that many third downs. I've never sat on the couch and watched the game and known we were going to get that third down conversion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just had that confidence. He did, and if if he could give it to the people watching on TV, you know he could give it to the oh, rest of the team. He's got it in the players. So, they yeah, know. we had a great feeling. Um, you know, we started. Working on the Heisman license in September, secured in uh, I think late October, so we finally signed the deal, or early November, something like that. But uh, so you, you signed it in October, November, and you've got yeah. you now have the license to produce. Now it's getting designs ready. Okay, so like once you like, I mean, during the national championship game, you're not. I mean, are you printing shirts or? I mean, because they expect these shirts to yeah, get there do, like at we night. Little, we do a little pre-printing. We do a little pre-printing for the uh, Heisman as well. But, okay. You know, that is really, I say it's easy to plan for, but it's, you have a lot more time. I mean, you got a feeling of, of what's going to happen in the year. Mm -hmm. You know, these these week-to-week uh, -week game victories, though, are, you know, there's a lot of scenarios, you know, of the teams just in Louisiana that are playing, you know, bigger schools. This year, it's kind of, them down because you're not traveling as much and a lot of them are staying in conference but um, you know let's face it we got southeastern and and um, Nichols um, you know they may beat Kansas Kansas State you know whoever somebody like that's a big deal when you're on that campus 
Yeah. So here we came in uh, after the first game. We had to come in. We are a uh, Mississippi State license, and they wanted a victory shirt if they beat LSU. So lo and behold, we had to have one there. Wow. And uh, I can tell you, there wasn't there wasn't anybody happy. Now when LSU beats Alabama, <laughs> right? Come out here and look at this crew at midnight, and they're bright eyed and bushy tailed, screaming. Wasn't anybody happy about coming in after that game? Yeah. I promise you. So, so y'all are coming in after the games are over to start production. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, do you have multiple? Do you have multiple crews and shifts, or I mean, because at some point you might like be printing twenty four seven or yeah. For now, for the cha- the big championships we do something like that, we'll we'll get a first shot into the main city. Mm-hmm. You know, start side if they win, just like with the Egg Bowl when they play Ole Miss every year. That's a big thing. We'll we'll get uh, Jackson on the way, Starkville, Tupelo. And then we'll, you know, the big customers, and then we'll ship everybody else on Monday. Okay. So we do about an eight, eight or ten hour shift. Everybody goes home uh, Sunday, Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, come back Monday morning, and um, you know everything's there, sitting up ready to roll. You know, we have a plan and, and gear, and we have plenty of shirts in stock, and we start printing again. Yeah, I guess. How do you kind of predict how many shirts you need to have in stock? I mean, because without well, just sitting on, you know, inventory, that's just, you know, obsolete. <laughs> got a lot of purple uh, t-shirts in house right now. We ordered, you know, we had to order a lot for the for July, August, and, and you know, we didn't didn't really know what was going to happen. And with the way manufacturing was shut down, we had to take what we could get because of everything would have just disappeared and, and you know gone full throttle in August September you know there, we had to be ready for that and and then of course you know then we jumped on you know maroon and printing a lot that, of maroon well after that we were not printing anymore you know it's it's just kind of a roller coaster basically you know you got to be ready for everything that's that's part of the business. Yeah, and so y'all do screen printing. Do y'all do direct garment? What are the different we application do processes? Garment. We do screen printing and embroidery. Okay. And um, that's that's mainly what we do. Right. So, like, I know for screen printing, you've got a different screen for every different color. Yes. So you've got to, and that stuff has to sit and prep. And you've got to make the screens because you just have that blank. Uh, what is it? What's the material? The mesh. The mesh, yeah. So you've got you've got the mesh. You've got to make it into a screen for different yeah. colors. So I mean, for one of your shirts, how many colors are y'all printing on the shirts on average? Well, you know, it all depends. You know, for championship stuff, or I mean, I would say minimum six colors. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes eight or ten. You know, or depending on what you print. We had one for a national championship that had every helmet. Had all 15 helmets from the teams that we played last year, so that mm-hmm. was a uh, that was multicolor. We had to blend those colors right. to create some of the colors. You know, they had to do process printing to call that because of just yeah, just too many colors. Yeah, and, and so that was a great looking shirt. And how how many colors can your machine print at a time? Uh, Twelve colors. Twelve colors. Yeah. Okay. With the flashes, you know, because you have to print so many. So it's Realistically, twelve colors. Okay, so what is the the process from blank shirt to a finished product look like on the assembly line? 
Well, you really, you know, you really can't tell on the assembly line unless you're on the press because it, it, it whips around pretty good. They're automatic presses and all the colors are, you know, it gets printed. So if one person's loading that shirt onto the press, it's making the circle and another person's taking it off and putting it on the dryer. It's complete. And it goes down a conveyor belt through a dryer, which cures the ink. And, you know, at the end of the dryer, all you, you know, you're seeing the finished product. Okay, and what what kind of a I guess a quality control pro process is there? I mean, I know everything's automatic, have, but yeah, is we there? Have, well, we have uh, color ups. Uh, you have to have because when we're you know when we're printing college apparel, you have uh, trademarks and registration marks. So yeah, that's the big thing. You got to make sure that uh, your TNs and your R's are there for your first off. And once you know when you're doing these big runs after you know five hundred thousand pieces. 2,000 pieces, you got to make sure that nothing's filling in, you know, because it's easy for that small little circle R to disappear after a lot of press. So, you know, they may have to shut it down, clean their screens out. So it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a process that they, you know, something that they have to uh, look closely at, which they would anyway, just for the quality that this, right. especially when you're dealing with the college and you have your trademarks. So. Yeah, and doesn't, isn't LSU's purple trademarked or am I? Or I'm mishearing that. Yeah, yeah, they have a certain PNS they do for the gold as well. Okay, so, I mean, how, how do you yeah, how do you trademark a color? All I the mean. <laughs> all the universities have you know a guide to what you have what the color has to be. Okay, so I mean that licensing process has just got to be a headache going from university to university, or is if, there just one? Is there just used to it? it okay, is. you know it's it's a lot of paperwork. It is a lot of. A lot of rules, regulations, a lot of uh, codes. Uh, yeah, it's. It, I can see where it would be tough to navigate if you were just getting into it. Yeah, I mean, because you've got some people that may want to get into printing for a university or may be an alumni and say, hey, let me print some shirts for the university. At that point, they usually they'll send them to one of the licensees. Gotcha. You know, okay. And I think I showed you earlier, we did a, um, a duck call. Yes. Duck Commander or Duck Dynasty wanted to do a duck call. And they got the, they looked at the packet to become licensed. And they, this is the only product they were going to do. They said, is there a licensee we can work with? So we, we licensed it for them. Uh, they put Bayou Apparel on the duck call. And uh, they shipped them all here. We put the uh, holograms on them that made them a legal product to go into retail. Gotcha. And, um, we shipped them back to them and they did the distribution for them. So they built the duck call and made the tangible product. Y'all came in, put the finishing touch that fulfilled the license requirements and then shipped them back out so they could distribute them. So in all, like they made it, but y'all just had to put a finishing touch on yes. it, something like yes. that. And it, and it had, had to carry our name for the licensing purposes. Okay. And so like to become licensed, is there like a big organization that handles all universities or is it university specific there is there is a the collegiate licensing company in atlanta handles you know most of the universities around the country there are a few independents and then there's a smaller company that handles some of the you know now smaller universities but yes yeah, clc is is the big one there in atlanta okay and that's what you do you work through them to obtain the license and that'll tell you that if you go to lsusports.net and you Click on licensing. I think it tells you refer to UCLC. It gives you their website. Gotcha. So, in kind of moving gears into the BP, the Bayou Promotions, 
how was how was that transition? How did y'all decide to go that route? I mean, you've got all whole bunch of universities. What made you want to get into the the business side of it? You know, doing uniforms and stuff of that nature. Well, we we, we probably won't do uniforms, but we're doing um, corporate uniforms. I guess you would you know call those stuff. But yeah, well, we just you know we we kept picking up requests and requests and requests. So, you know, when my son left his uh, last job and, and came here to help out with uh, college, we started talking about that. We said, you know, we could really, you know, we could make an impact in that side of the business. But we had, you know, we told we had to hire some key players. We had had to get some people with the knowledge uh, to, to be in here with us, you know, because it's, it's tough to be here, be on the road selling going in front of people you, you got to have a good backup you gotta have an art team which we have mm -hmm. and they you know with the college the way it is this is a perfect year to get into because we had we didn't know this at the time but you know they have extra time on our hands um and then we were able to get some uh some key people that, that could put the information together for us so to speak and, and uh, get the products paired together for us and and we just took off running with it, and it, it's it's really been great actually, you know, because everything else is so down. It was like, uh, you know, we talked about it all last year during football season, and you know, one of the things we had to remodel the whole building, of course. Um, we had to buy some new machinery so we could do on-site uh, embroidery. Uh, a few things we had to redecorate to do a showroom. We had to put new floors in, put new walls in, put new ceilings in because. Where we did that, we were just keeping stock and things. It was basically warehouse, so we turned the warehouse into a showroom. Yeah. Uh, but we had the time. That that was the thing. You know, that was one of the things. Uh, we came up here every day during the lockdown, and um, you know, planned our attack, looked at everything. You know, knew where we wanted to to go with it, what we wanted to do, and then we hired a contractor, came in and uh, did everything. So. Worked out great, and um, you know, by August first or so, when when things were up and running, you know, we were there, we were ready. We had talked to some people who were furloughed or actually laid off um, because their companies closed, and that's the thing. You know, we lost some uh, some good companies in Baton Rouge that did corporate work that uh, that actually helped us in hot market situations. You know, that we we relied on, and uh, we were able to hire a few people that you know that have been in the business. You know. One was there just 25 years. We took a 25 year employee. And, um, wow. That didn't have a job, you know? Yeah. And when you have that kind of talent, and, you know, we had several people. When you have those kind of people, that kind of talent, you know, the business, I just, you know, we took a gamble doing it, but um, it makes a difference. Yeah. Well, it's a big so gamble. And... Yeah. I mean, so what? So y'all are the only ones licensed through the Heisman, right? Yes, and uh, for the and our license runs out. We bought the one year one year license. Okay. Um, and it it'll be running out soon. We're we're working on a, uh, a project right now. It's uh, we're gonna do a design with uh, Joe Burrow's name number and uh, the year he won the Heisman and Billy Cannon with the Heisman Trophy in the middle. It's uh, pretty neat. We, we've got a design. We've got approval from the Heisman Trust. We've got approval from CLC and LSU. Uh, we've got the Cannon family signed off on it. 
and we've got a contract sitting in Cincinnati. Joe's giving us a <laughs> thumbs up. Okay. Uh, I don't want to print anything till I get, you know, right. John Hancock on it. So, but I just, earlier when the phones were off, that was Joe's agent. And uh, so it looks good. You know, everything's a go. Yeah. And so what, what, what does the deal look like on Joe's part? I mean, does he get a kickback from it? Everybody, everybody by LSU will get a percentage. Uh, the Heisman Trust will get their percentage. Uh, the Cannon family will. And so will uh, Joe. Okay. How do you, how do you get in touch with these people? I mean, how do you reach out, I guess, through I've actually, LSU or? I've actually been working with uh, uh, Joe as soon as he, you know, his eligibility was up. You know, his dad and I did, did a few things on the, uh, you know, the legal way, I'm sure you saw all the shirts in December that were illegal that had B-U-R-R-E-A-U-X mm -hmm. came out like that but Yeah. during the last game at home. But, um, you know, as soon as his eligibility was out, we, we contacted Joe and um, talked about it and got something going right away. And, you know, we were able to do it. He didn't even take any money. His percentage uh, went, a lot of it went to uh, the Athens kid, Athens County kid guy. So, that's incredible yeah great oh absolutely so did y'all do the the shirts of him in the locker room or is that a different company with with the with the cigar and the art and all that we did the shirt with the cigar on but that came that didn't come till i think february uh jeffrey marks was the one that took the photograph mm -hmm. so we got a contract with uh, jeffrey and um joe burrow on that there were there was a few other ones out there that weren't licensed, of course. But uh, so what what, ha what happens to the shirts that aren't licensed? I mean, what if they, you know, if they catch them, they'll um, you know they can. It's federal offense, so, you know. I, I'm sure now with the things are going to tighten up with the you know the players being able to license their image and everything. I'm sure it's going to be policed a lot more. Oh, they can license their image. It, it's coming. Okay. So I, they can license a picture of themselves. Yes. Okay. Can can they do? Well, I guess for video games or Madden and stuff like that, you would have to have it because they're that, that's what started. They're that. they're doing imagery. So I guess the players are like, hey, why why can't we get a piece of that's the Madden right. industry? That's why NCAA fourteen stops making games. Like, ah, yeah, like okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So now it's the discussion of let's. Let's license our image so now we can make money and these games can continue to happen. Yes. But they can't do that at the universe while they're still at the university. Like you said, you had to wait till the eligibility was up. Yeah, not now, but that's going to change. You know. Okay. That's laws that are changing where they will be able to do that. They will be able to collect some money while they're college Well, I think that's going to that's going to impact everything greatly. Yeah, I think it's great if you saw you know all the. Illegal merchandise that was out there using Joe's image, Joe's name, and it happens everywhere. Yeah, I mean it's so, it's it's a per, form of protection for him. I mean he can't if his if his brand isn't licensed, his image isn't licensed. Does he, can he control what's I mean what's going to happen with him? Like if it gets on a shirt and not a nice way, does he have legal action he can take? And having that in place where he can, that's great. Otherwise, people would just be printing shirts left and right that aren't aren't going to produce the best image of Joe, or of any player for that matter. Correct. Okay, so the the I want to go back to the Bayou promotions, getting into the business side. So what are the what's the product line going to look like? Are y'all doing anything and everything from? Yeah, basically we let the you know the customer picks picks what they want and mm -hmm. we just decorate. Okay. 
So you do like masks, shirts, hats, yeah, beanies. Yeah, all apparel, uh, all promotional products. You know, we have just tons of different promotional products. Okay. And how was, did y'all do anything with masks this year? Oh, yeah. How was, how was, did you have to change equipment or was it all able to still be using the same equipment? Yeah, we, we have different uh, palette sizes because we print, you know, infant and toddler t-shirts and everything. So we, we were fine with that. That's awesome. Sleeve, sleeve patterns. So we, um, we were fine. We didn't have to buy any additional equipment. That's incredible. So we were, it was, it was a lot of masks early on too. It was. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's there's been, still going to be masks. Yeah, it, it started to dwindle a little bit. Well, everybody got into it. Ah, okay. You know, that, that was a big thing. And, and a lot of the bigger companies that supply us were sublimating masks, you know, putting um, sublimation prints on them, not screen printing, but where they could just print all over the mask, which was, that was huge. So, you know, a lot of our customer uh smaller sports shops things like that they could buy direct from some of the manufacturers so you know we didn't we didn't do as well there but you know we we had the screen printing and done it so i got gotcha. you about we could buy the blanks and knock them out a lot quicker than anybody could get them in here printed so that, okay that yeah it sounds like there's I mean, the whole COVID situation, the whole pandemic, the lockdown, it, it impacted so many people in a way, but there's others that were able to just adapt and grow. I mean, y'all yeah. basically developed or put into play a whole different division that y'all maybe wouldn't even have had the ability to if football season is what it was, you know, because y'all would have been so busy yeah, doing all that. Yeah, we had plenty of time to get ready for it. Yeah, I, th I think that kind of defines what, it, you know, Will your business be around during the hard times? Is can you see that time of oh, we're down instead of everybody just going home and staying at home and doing nothing? It's okay, guys. Let's brainstorm. Let's figure out what we can do to get through this. And from y'all, it's spun off this. What's I'm sure is going to be something amazing, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah, we've been you know we've been through a lot of as you well know being from Louisiana. We've had, yeah. Uh, it was Les's first year, you know, the the hurricane. Oh. That was, up to what thirty or something, and how Ida is looking like it's going to turn here. We just found, uh, we just got framed an autograph shirt from two thousand and five from the Peach Bowl. Okay. Do you remember who we played that year? I do not. The Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> okay. Fitting, huh? Yeah. So we did a shirt. We actually had to take this shirt. We had to quit producing it about a week or two before the game. I'll tell you why. We did a shirt, and on the back of the shirt. It had Katrina, mm -hmm. Rita, Miami, and they all had check marks beside them. And then it said, no hurricane, we can't handle. A play on words. You know, because right. Miles came in, he had first game was in uh, Tempe, Arizona that year. We mm -hmm. had to fly out there. Uh, I flew out. It was a 24-hour turnaround, man. We flew out Friday night and back. We were back in Sunday morning. At, uh, we flew out Saturday morning. Matter of fact, we were there for the alumni group. We were back Sunday. Oh, wow. Before lunch, yeah. But anyway, we did, uh, that was a great shirt. But we had some complaints from North Louisiana and said it might be uh, offensive. They called into, uh, I thought it was a chancellor's office or licensing and asked, you know, why they approved that. But, uh, you know, then we had people writing letters from South Louisiana that said, that's what we need. We need a shirt like this. So 
but we, you know, we quit producing at that point, and uh, but it was, it was a, it was an awesome. Show. <laughs> and then we had the hell the LSU helmet and the Miami right. Hurricane helmet, but uh, it just, you know, fit so well. Yeah, and it's, it was like like you said, the people in South Louisiana are saying, "Hey, we need something to ramp our spirits back up." That's great. Yeah, you know, it was a great trip. We we've had some great ones over the years. You know, we did uh, Monday night in Death Valley was a big one. When we had the Monday night game versus Tennessee. Yep. That was huge. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, you've having the ability to get all these designs and design all these shirts that people, you know, as soon as you describe it, they know what it is. It's huge. Yeah. You know, and being able to see your product somewhere, you know, whether it be Academy or, you know, Dick Sporting Goods or wherever they're sold, you know, bookstores and all that, I'm sure it kind of gives like a great deal of like satisfaction of like, ah, we made yeah, something oh, and, pe yeah. and people yeah. like it, you know? Yeah, and you, you know, you, uh, you strike out a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of things we come out with and, um, you know, sometimes you have to guarantee a sale, you know, on this hot stuff and it doesn't work. And so know? what do you do in that case? What do you do? We, do, we eat it. Well, like, what do you, I mean, you've got, like, thousands of shirts. What do you, what do you do with the shirts? Can you, like, test reuse prints, them? You know, okay. Cut them up and use, you know, maybe use test prints out there to get those first strikes. And, you know, but, but a lot of, we, you know, a lot of times we, we've won, you know, the rally posse. Huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come out of that the next day. And, um, you know, it, it just gained momentum. You know, that was, that was big. Yeah. I mean, and being able to see that. It's huge. I mean, you have to stay on top of every university that you as a client or else you have a license for. You have to stay on top of those universities and what's happening there, not just sports-wise, but culture-wise. Yeah. I mean, if you pay attention to LSU baseball and, you know, whenever the rally possum happened, you'd have to know, okay, the culture at LSU is going to love this. Yeah. You have to be able to read that and see that to make these designs. And so I'm sure that's a whole skill in and of itself yeah. for these designers and these artists to come in and say, hey, this shirt's gonna look great. Boom, put it out there, and then it and then it blows up. Yeah. It's incredible. So, you've been doing this since '04, and you've been well, doing been, been doing sales since early '90s. In, okay, in the market, gotcha. just with other companies, and basically I had the same role. You know, you you come up with great ideas and put them to life and get out there and sell them. So, and and on that, I'm sure you've kind of harnessed several lessons throughout this time in your career. What are three top lessons that you've got, you know, just first things that come to mind of these are some really great lessons you've gathered and learned. Of business or the... Everything. I mean, in, in the business of owning, it could be from owning the business, some stuff you've learned, or from working for somebody else, or the licensing, just whatever, whatever comes ahead when you think of the first three lessons that come to mind. Yeah, I guess in this business would be, you know, to uh, always stay on top of things, be ready for anything. Yeah. You know, expect the unexpected. But in, in 2001, I, I was, uh, I guess they fired me. You know, we were, <laughs> we were on uh, Friday in December before the SEC championship game. They called mm -hmm. from, uh, it was actually Wednesday or Thursday, but they called the president of the company. And he said, Hey, you got to get, you got to be in Knoxville. We got a, we got a local printer up there. And we're going to start printing um, SEC champions Saturday, Saturday night. And we're printing Rose Bowl there so we can get it to the locals. You know, we had a lot of contracts in, in Knoxville. And I said, no, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. So we're set up here. He said, we'll leave it, you know, let 
you can come back if LSU wins. I said, man, I said, I'm not going. And I probably can't, shouldn't re- repeat what was said. But they, you know, they let me know I was done. I said, man, okay, whatever. And um, I think the apology phone call came in about five minutes after uh, LSU stunned Tennessee that year, you know, in 2001, after the SEC championship game. And it was just, it, it was incredible, the business. And, and you know, back then, we didn't have a lot of competition, and the very little competition that we had, nobody was ready for it. Mm-hmm. Nobody was ready at all. You know, nobody really. So it's a different animal now. But back then, it was uh, it was incredible. Yeah, that's all I can say is you know the hats. You know, now you have you know five companies doing hats. I mean, before you had none. So we just we just kept producing and producing and producing. So. But that was big. Yeah, I got my job back pretty quick. <laughs> I bet. And then ended up going your own route yeah, after we, that. Yeah, in 02, we actually did the, um, we did the locker room shirt for uh, the Sugar Bowl. So we had, you know, several hundred shirts on the field for LSU, several, several hundred for Illinois. So mm-hmm. whoever won, the teams got, you know, they got their shirt on the field right after the game. Right. So we had them down there. And I was actually on the sideline. JB, uh, Jeff Boss, the LSU a bench pass. I was on the LSU sideline. That's incredible. Uh, I'll never forget going out to uh, right at midfield after the game, and uh, Skip Bertman came came by, and we were, you know, I was out there with a few of the others to make sure all the players had T-shirts in their hand. You know, Skip was well aware of what was going on, and that we won that bid. You know, I had been talking to him all week. And uh, he came by, he said, ah, you, you picked the right side of that one, didn't you? Because <laughs> if Illinois won, I had a salesman that would be doing everything up in uh, Champaign. I got you. Illinois. So I was, uh, you know, I guess we did pick the right side yeah. of that one. So it's been exciting, you know, a lot of a, a lot of great things. I did in 96, we hit the Florida Championship when I was down there with the company right outside of Gainesville. And that was huge. That was my... First go around with the Heisman Trophy. That's incredible. And nobody had really done the Heisman, and uh, Danny Werfel won, and they called and said, "Hey, we've got the." So yeah, we will kill it. So we did. We put it in every J.C. Penney store in uh, in the state of Florida. Back then, we went uh, direct. We store to store with the store managers. You know, there wasn't a there wasn't a buying team per se, for that right. kind of stuff. We had a vendor to go direct store to store, which a few years later, they, they kind of pulled that into uh, district guys. And then about two years after that, they pulled it into Plano, Texas. Everything was going out there. But uh, back in the day, yeah, you could, um, and that was big, you know, because these local guys were buying and they knew the market much better than, you know, one buyer in Plano. Right, saying, oh, maybe we'll need something. But people that are, you know, boots on the ground and they're at the store, they say, no, everybody wants this. goes back to understanding that culture and being at the different universities, knowing what's going to sell. Basically, it's all feeling. Yeah. You know because you live. Right. So, So, and within that, y'all are based out of Baton Rouge here in Louisiana. What is something that you love about Baton Rouge? Oh, wow. Just, you know, the, the... the big town, but small town uh, feel of Baton Rouge. Everybody knows everybody, basically. Yeah. And you know, just being around. Uh, you know, if you when you're a kid and you're growing up and you're, you know, you, I'm sure you were a big LSU fan. 
Right. Yeah, what a what a way to make a living. Go to all the sporting events. Uh, you know, join all the booster clubs and, and get involved and, and um, you know, always be there. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's that's an incredible feeling. Yeah. I'm I'm an, I'm an alumni of LSU and I go to as much LSU stuff as I can. Yeah. It's sure. it's a piece of you that you're raised with, you're born with, and it just breeds into you. Sure, yeah. I mean, you're, you're not a coach. Right. You're still there. You know. Yeah. You're still there, and, you know, you feel part of it, and, you know, you take your lumps when they lose, and, you, and you're there to celebrate when they win, you know. And, you know, we've had uh, shirts when when they've won the SEC championship that we've uh, sent them out to the uh, – when they're getting off the bus at the locker room. When they come get on the plane and come from Germany, yeah, and that that to me is incredible. Yeah. Like you're able to you're able to meet greet the team when they get home and say, "Hey, we made this for you. Put it on, wear it, and now let's get pictures everywhere." You know, that's incredible, and that's incredible to see. And that's that's why I wanted to get y'all on because not everybody's going to know who made the shirt. That's not the first question. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, that shirt's awesome. It's great. Where can I buy it? To me, I'm like, all right, someone had to make that shirt. Where'd that shirt yeah. come from? That shirt's got a story, you know, and every shirt has a story. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, that's great to see, you know, kind of how everything's made and the behind the scenes of that. So what, um, for the final question is what, what can I do to help you? I think this is great. Just getting, you know, getting the message out and, um, you know, hopefully, uh, next year we'll be back in the hot market <laughs> season, you know. That's right. Or may, maybe this season, yeah, baseball, basketball, that's right. Basketball starting up uh, this month, the end of the month. There you go. Get back, get back into this full swing of LSU apparel and gear that everybody's yeah, used to. We just, yeah, we just need to, you know, get some normalcy back and, and get everybody going to the games. And, you know, hopefully the virus will, you know, we'll get a vaccine or Hopefully, you know, it uh, lightens up and, and uh, everybody can get back to normal, you know. Yeah, or a new a new version of normal, whatever yeah, it's going to yeah. look like. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I know everybody else listening and or watching, I'm sure you enjoyed learning a little bit of backstory about Bayou Apparel and Bayou promotion and what they've got going on. So I want to say thank you all for tuning in, whether you're watching or whether you're listening to the show in the podcast form. I appreciate that. And when you're in Baton Rouge and you see an LSU shirt, more likely than not, came from you all, right? We hope. <laughs> we hope. All right, y'all. I am Patty G with the Patty G Show. I'm signing out here with Dan at Bayou Apparel. Y'all have a good one. Thanks.